Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and he is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Jay, we are back once again, but today we are not breaking down a class of 2024 football recruit for the Huskers. <laughs> we are breaking down an actual football game. And unfortunately, it's it's a game that the Huskers lost um, up in Minneapolis at the hands to the hands of PJ Fleck and his Minnesota Gophers. Um, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions from everywhere in Husker Nation about this one. It was kind of a disappointing, deflating performance from from the from the Huskers. Um, maybe not defensive wise. I think Tony White's guys came to play. It was a thirteen to right. ten win um, for for uh, Minnesota, and I think Tony White's defense. Uh, they showed out. They they looked ready to play. Um, can't can't be said uh, for Marcus Satterfield's offense. I guess um, just um, Jeff Sims. Everybody everybody knows the the three interceptions, the one fumble from Anthony Grant in crunch time when an, yeah. when a mistake absolutely could not happen. Um, you know, just Jay. What 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 are your what are your thoughts? What are your opinions <clears throat> on Nebraska's loss, season opening loss to Minnesota? Well, it's just that, man. It's, it's, you know, it's what could have been. And, um, you know, I think the defense, you know, showed pretty well. I mean, look, at, you know, to give a blank statement, uh, anytime you hold a team of 13 points, you know, you should win 98% of your games. And yeah. that's with a, uh, a, a a bust in coverage by Hartsock that just can't happen, right? Um, so that's a good thing. And uh, that means the guys have, you know, what Tony White has been saying has kind of came to fruition. But it's one game, so they got to continue to play well. Special teams played really well. Uh, I was really happy about that big return. And then the coverage units looked good. They looked physical and fast. And they looked like a more aggressive unit. And offensively, people have to understand, Minnesota has a top 10 national defense for the last three years. They have a really good defensive coordinator, a tradition of defense. They play very smart very tough and physical and make you beat them. And then they always have good defensive backs. And uh, well, in this case, they have good interior defensive lines. So Nebraska had their work cut out for them before they even got on the field. Now, the thing offensively, they're probably more frustrating is just the self-inflicted wounds, right? They're lining up in the, you know, illegal formations, uh, offsides, obviously the Ethan Piper one. And then just the lack of just that like little space of being a, a better in a situational football player. So everybody wants to, you know, the offensive line, I think they played a lot better than what people just assumed, right? Because they're looking at Turner Corcoran in the two sacks. Well, in my opinion, both sacks, you know, he had help coming. But there's a there's here's the thing about help. And I've been in this position as a defender. Never play with the assumption and guarantee that your help is going to be there. Assume and guarantee I'm going to cover you in my case or I'm going to block you in, the, in that case. In the, in the case of Eternal Corcoran, um, I, th- I felt that time in the conventional run game, uh, we'll see here, they, they got, you know, some good push. I will tell you this, for, you know, what's drastically different, you saw uh, guys on guys, right? So you didn't have as many missed blocks. And, uh, you know, the running backs, you know, missed a couple holes and stuff like that. But, you know, you got to give them also credit in the, in the quarterback run game, they did pretty well. So, it really just comes down to, you know, a few bad decisions and, and, and fundamentals on, you know, the quarterback position. I felt for the most part the play calling was good, um, adequate. The only thing that would probably is just that the one series with like 12 minutes left, you know, we, we threw it three three times. But I will tell you, the first play call to go deep was the right call. It was there. Just the throw wasn't there. Um, and I could argue both ways on – 
throwing it and why you threw it, but I would have liked to have seen some more clock off, ran off, play a little bit more Minnesota style, even though, and, but you know, also what people need to understand the reason why, and I can't speak for Marcus Satterfield, but maybe a, a part of the assumption is that he called those three plays because how well the defense was playing. And so, um, you know, it's a continuity game. It, you know, I'm sure, you know, they, you know, the staff learned as much as the players did from there. They need to get back to the basics and, uh, you know, get ready for Colorado. Yeah, and you mentioned those mistakes, uh, the penalties and and bad, bad, bad timing penalties. So they so Nebraska had two false starts inside Minnesota's five yard line. Uh, I think it was right. Ethan Piper at, at the one, and then Nate Borkature had another one at the four. And so those definitely right. were impact mistakes um, that that Husker fans have seen plenty of times um, in the past and recently under Scott Frost, um, where where his where his teams just seem to make those back-breaking mistakes just at crucial, crucial um, times that can't happen, and, and they and they did again. So I was kind of disappointed to see. And you're absolutely right, Jay, uh, that that series that you talked about where it was three straight uh, pass plays, that yeah. that deep ball to Tommy Hill, who played both ways on Thursday night, yeah. he had a couple steps on his guy. If, if Jeff Sims had led him and let Tommy Hill run under the ball, um, that that's either a huge gain or a, or a touchdown. So you're absolutely yeah, right. Over. The play was there. Satterfield called, called a, a good play, I think in that situation, but just didn't execute it. So, um, a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas in that game, but we are here to break down a few good plays, a few bad plays. And then, um, at the very end, uh, we'll have our cause and effect here for this video, which is kind of a cool right. little thing that we do, um, showing a play and then, um, talking about how it impacted the 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 very next uh, part of the game so without further ado jay let's get to these plays i think we have six total counting the cause and effect and right now we are going to start with gabe irvin's 27 yard run uh here and um you know take it away jay because gabe irvin first of all before we get into this jay all off season we have heard gabe irvin's name kind of pop up from uh matt rule um and then once the game gets here it's anthony grant with more carries at the end of the game, then uh, Gabe Urban, what what are your thoughts on the running back rotation and and who got the carries and who didn't? Well, I mean, look, Anthony's an experienced running back, and 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 Matt Rule said, you know, there's plays that he ran, he ran, you know, ran well, and so yeah, you know, he gave the guy. He said he was a clear starter, but ultimately, you know, no nobody would question the rotation or the or the play call play or the, the amount of carries that they got if Anthony Grant didn't fumble number one, and if Nebraska won. So really, at the end of the day, it comes down to Anthony Grant's got to do a better job holding the ball. They're right there, neck and neck. Uh, Gabe does some, you know, the little things a lot better, and Anthony obviously needs to get better at his ball technique. And the little things right here, I think, um, you know, uh, Gabe Gabe Irvin did a really nice job here of running this. I think it was a counter run play, and then uh, breaking a tackle in the hole from the middle linebacker and getting what he could. So Jay, take it away. What do we got here? Looks like we're in some eleven <clears throat> personnel and got a, a gap yeah. scheme run. Great. This is a good, I mean, it's a good play call to see what he can do. Kind of a little motion, see what, see, you know, get the advantage of the numbers back to that, uh, you know, weak side. Gabe Irvin does a good job right there, uh, staying tight right behind his, his offensive lineman here, right? And so the motion right here makes the defense rotate a little bit. And so you like Gabe Irvin with a numbers advantage or even numbers over here, one-on-one -on -one with somebody. And that's where he's, why probably he's the starting running back, right? He's real patient, right? It's a counter. Uh, back to the open side, good block there, good adjustment because they tried to pass rush on the way to the runner. He actually defeats a a, a would-be uh, tackle by a defensive lineman because there's a miss there, I think, by Corcoran. 
And once you do that, you got look all the white shirts on on maroon jerseys right there, right? Good blocking out there on the edge, right there. I think that's Marcus Washington. Great job, actually blocking. Let Gabe Gabe Irvin get on that hash and go straight uh, down that hash and and makes the uh, the backside corner who always has the angle on a uh, run like that. Uh, you know, come over and make a touchdown saving tackle or, you know, continue to get another 15, 20 yards. So, look, it's good blocking here. Look at look what we got here. We just need a little bit better block here by Corcoran right here. Um, and, and Minnesota is trying to work. They've been put an emphasis on pass rushing. So they're telling their defensive ends, I want you up the field, right? And, and <clears throat> so Gabe Irvin defeats this guy. I came, you know, unblocked there. And it's a good job of, I think that's Borkature of getting a two for one right there, right? That's yeah. like a daily special block. This guy, uh, the play entry by the safety was off. Gabe Irvin has good speed and an explosion to outrun that angle, outrun the angle by the other safety coming out and made the corner make the play. So <clears throat> this is what you want when you look at look at it here. If you look at this block by Corkin right here, you got to ear hole him, right? You got to come down almost uh, right down the line and and make him bubble a little bit. But at, at the end of the day. He still got enough on him, and Gabe Irvin, you know, made this play making. This is what happens when you're you're a power five running back, Division one player. You got to make somebody's miss. You look in the hole, physical, right? We talked how big and strong Gabe has gotten. Good block by Borkatcher right there. Look at that leverage. Look at that drive. Turns him around. Has a wherewithal to get a two for one right there, and then uh, you know the rest is history. Gabe Irvin gets on that on that hash, the big explosive run. So the the Matt, you know Matt Rule and those guys saying that they want to run the ball is showing it right there not only by the uh, play calling, but the execution by the offense uh, as a whole. It was a good run by Gabe Irvin, and now we are going to see another solid run by Gabe Irvin, but really it's the push of, of the <clears> offensive <throat> line, the right side of the offensive line in front of Irvin here. And again, you mentioned Borkature doing a good job uh, run blocking that previous play. Uh, Borkature is a part of this one as well. So starting from the center, yeah. we got centers Ben Scott. We got right guard Nuri Nuili. We have right tackle. Uh, Bryce Benhart, and then we have Justin Evans Jenkins who comes in and plays kind of that uh, uh, extra tight end role along with Nate Borkatcher and then Luke Lindenmeyer, the walk on. So we have uh, two true tight ends, an extra offensive lineman, and they get pushed. They they uh, create a new line of scrimmage, I think is what you once told me um, from, from these uh, blocks. And it's a nice, uh, tough, good uh, first down run here. Yeah, Nebraska's coming out essentially in 13 personnel. But, you know, it starts right there with Ben Scott being able to block his guy, snap the ball, and get get a good uh, even Steven block right here, right? Starts right there. Then you got the good push by Noelle and Benhart. Then you got the Jenkins, right, trying to drive block. And then you got the two bigger tight ends, probably better run blocking tight ends yep. and 13 personnel. So we're lining up, you know, exactly. No fair dodging here. We're coming at you. Look, it's hat on hat. You, you don't see the, the – the, I used to call it direct access for guys, right, as you saw last year. And against a good up-the-middle run-stopping team, Gabe Irvin does a good job of, of getting tight right there. And, def and it makes one guy miss and makes the defensive tackle come off of uh, – a defensive end, I think, come off a pretty good block by Jenkins there and make a, you know, touchdown saving tackle. So this is – look, this is run game one-on-one, right? We're lining up, combo blocking if we have to, coming off the ball, hey, no fair dodging. We're going face-to-face -face and, and get in there. And you see guys with good – Look at the pad level here. It's pretty good. Could be even better. But then also I like there with the with the uh, receiver uh, receiver up there coming all the way across the formation. Yep. You see him right there. Alex Bullock uh, was that Bullock Bullock right there trying to be an offensive lineman, getting some movement. So the emphasis on 
everybody doing their job is there. Look at him right there. He comes down and digs him out right there, mm -hmm. right? If 92 doesn't come off of that Jenkins block, I'd like to think Gabe Irvin not only possibly scores, but gets down there into, you know, the three or four yard line. So I look, this is a good play call, good execution. Um, definitely a, uh, you know, improvement from last year. And that's a credit to the coaches and the players of, you know, having a plan and executing. Minnesota is, like I said, they're top four defense always in the, in the big 10 and top 10 nationally, top 15 nationally. And they uh, were really good up the middle against the run last year. And so, to test them at their strength and also uh, do well at it. They, you know, that bodes well for Nebraska. And look, it's the fourth quarter, right? Mm -hmm. um, ideally, you'd like to have seen this thing punched in for a touchdown. And, uh, you know, we, we're singing a different tune. But here we go right here, right? This is what you need to do, right? You need to be able to not only establish the line of scrimmage, second and three, advantageous down a distance. And, uh, you know, he picks up six yards. I mean, down in the red zone, that's a huge run. And one tackle and one play by their uh, 92, which is a touchdown saving tackle. As you see it right here when it, when it goes to steal, uh, Gabe Irvin gets in there. So uh, just a little bit off right there, but it's still, I think this is more than positive, especially from last year in late in the game, being able to run the ball. These are the positive things that they got to focus on or not focus on, but make sure that they highlight as much as the, the negative things, but they can do it. They just got to do it more consistent. Now, Jay, I put this uh, tweet out um or x whatever you want to call it I, I put it out on social media yesterday and and there were some fans that, that were just kind of asking and wondering the question should Gabe Irvin have cut this back to the left now I my first thought is that might not be where the design of the run is intended to go yeah. but in your opinion some some people are just wondering they see that hole right there right right in between Corcoran and Piper and they just think hey, he might have a one-on-one -on -one with that DB up there if he cuts it back to left. But in your opinion, Jay, just talk, talk us through this. What What is this design of the of the run? And um, is I think Gabe Irvin is just kind of following the design of the run, correct? Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think that's one thing that is probably, you know, made Gabe Irvin the, the clear-cut starter. He's going to run the plays correctly and do what he mm -hmm. needs to do, right? You know, the footwork right here. You know, you got to wrap this zone back over there, but you got to think these guys are going to get off blocks, but and it's blocked up right here. If the only thing, right? See that big gallop step by Gabe? That that right there was probably his only mistake right there. See the big gallop step right there where you, you, you a little bit too high, right? You want to be able to stick your foot in the ground a little bit right there and get vertical. Okay. If I if I had to critique anything, yeah, you could have do. I mean, it's a, it's such a good job backside that you're not used to you. You know, you, you you know, last year you wouldn't expect anybody to cut backside. So it's an option, but down there you want to get the yards. Look, the, the option is to continue to move forward, mm -hmm. get the first down, what he did, and then some. It was a good play by ninety two. And so, you know, he he had he had plenty of running room on both sides. Absolutely. Now, um, unfortunately, with this, well, I don't know, unfortunately, but what we try to do with these videos, these blackshirt breakdown videos is show the good some of the bad and then that cause and effect. Now we're just going to go to some of the bad. Now, uh, pass protection was okay. Most of the day, most of the game, but people are going to be looking at the, the, um, sacks that Jeff Sims took. And, you know, one, one of them, uh, back-to-back -back ones is right here. Uh, so Jay, uh, obviously many people will watch this and see Turner Corcoran getting beat, but you, yeah. uh, rightly, uh, want, want to kind of correct that and say he's supposed to have inside help, right? Well, he did get beat though, because you got to think. Look how high he is on, on his kick step, right? Watch yeah. this right here. He's a, he's a, he's well over his skis right here, and watch out. This is why he gets beat quickly inside. Watch this. Uh, but Ethan Piper needs to be there for him. 
right? They both need to be tight. See, watch, see that right there? He's lunging. You miss, you get dissed, right? And so then, therefore, your feet stop. Once you lunge like that, it stops your feet from moving. So you want to be tight and punch. You know, you want to be more powerful. And you see two, both uh, 69 and 57 kind of, you know, flinging after that, right? It's good block by Barn or Ben Hart and two guys, the two guys inside, the two inside guys who were their most dangerous pass rushers haven't gained the ground. And so, you know, you, when you play offensive line, you know, you, you have got to be there inside. You got to sit heavy on these dudes. And uh, you got up in the quarterback's face. And so you didn't even give a chance, to, you know, for the quarterback or the play to develop. Because you see Ramir couldn't even get out of his break. So you got beat. That, that's the, Those are uh, what I call instant access plays, right? You, you just got – it was just bad technique, right, on both of them. So it's on both of them. But, you know, I always want to blame the guy that looks obviously right there in the position. If Nebraska eliminates these or gets these, you know, down to a small number, you're going to see the offensive numbers uh, grow exponentially. So this was – just a, a poor offensive series. I think it starts off with that in first and ten, and then yeah. uh, this next series is is third and nine, and this is where the second sack third comes and, in. Right, right. And so here's the mindset: third and nine, you know they're coming, right? And, and Minnesota did not rush the passer well last year. This is the one of the things they focused on all last year, right, or all spring. This is what they've been doing: getting upfield. You even seen in the run game. Okay, so you, now you have the spin move, right? Now we're going to highlight this, right? So right here. Turner probably hopefully had learned, right? He's sitting a little bit, uh, you know, more heavy inside, right? Right? So then he, the guy understands he's not getting in them, right? And what does he do? Spin back inside, right? I still would like his leverage a little bit, right? See how he gets a little too hop to, or top heavy there? But look at uh, Piper right there. Day late and a dollar short. Whiffed him. That, on, that, on that block right there, he needs to ear hole that dude, or in this case, since the targeting, uh, hit the dude underneath his pads, and the first thing that needs to hit the ground is the back of his jersey. You watch right here. 57's laid out of his stance, right? You check right there. Ben Scott's got him. Your eyes have to immediately go there. You almost sprint right to the inside uh, pocket of uh, Turner right there, and, and then when he spins inside, you're stonewalling him. Now you miss him, and you open the gate, and, you know, the rest is history. Now this kid out here, you know, 17, looks like he's the next thing coming up. Lawrence Taylor, he's a good athlete. But it really just comes down to working better together. And, you know, it, it, and it, this is the thing that, that sucks about offensive line, right? And, and granted, they could have passed protected better definitely in these two plays. But we've seen plays in the run game, and, and obviously the first interception, I think that they had really good protection because yeah, Jeff Simpson took did. five seconds before he, 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 you know, threw the interception. It's like playing cornerback. You could shut down a dude for 98 plays. The two plays he scores on you, it looks like you're horrible. So they need to get these plays, the instant access, the, the direct access plays, the plays that you can control. There's no reason to stay on the center that long. He's blocked him, right? It's perfect play. Look at the, everybody else. Don't be that guy that misses out on helping your partner against the against the pass rusher. So look at Benhart. He has his guy. He's Look at the every. He's chasing his guy. Right, the two guys, Newelli and Scott, got him. So you know, the left side need to play a little bit better. Absolutely. And now let's let's head over to the defensive side because there was a lot of success on defense. Jay, I, I really had fun watching these guys, uh, Tony White's guys, run around, fly around, and especially Omar Brown and uh, Deshaun Singleton, the two first-time starters yeah. back there, making their starting debuts at safety. Uh, I really liked what I saw from those guys. They both had seven tackles. Uh, we'll we'll talk about Omar Brown after this one, but Deshaun Singleton too. I I think he was just like 
you know, really, really fun to watch. And I'm a, I'm a fan of big safeties, but when he comes down in the tackle box and he was laying some, he was laying some really big hits. I mean, Jansen Coburn, our digital editor was on the sideline for the entire game, taking some pictures and videos. And he said, every time uh, Jansen or every time Deshaun Singleton made a tackle, you heard the pop from uh, Singleton's pads and, and helmet. I mean, it was, it was really fun watching uh, somebody like Deshaun at six, three, two Oh five, uh, kind of act as a pseudo linebacker out there. Well, it's good for him that he has a new lease on his, uh, you know, football career here yep. at Nebraska. And, you know, the, the emergence of Gifford, Brown, and Singleton uh, mm -hmm. allowed uh, them to, you know, not think twice about Miles Farmer transferring. So, look, he comes down here, good play entry, right? Right. This is what you want, safety position. He's a kind of the uh, pseudo kind of sports player or, or edge setter. Yep. Right. The defense did a good job of being in the right spot, the right time. Look at that, these guys right here, all square pads. And you like you like what you see right there. And when you when you got to manufacture, you know, an extra defender, you got to be on, you know, you got to be on it. Good, good, d decent push by the defensive line. We need a little bit better by Ty Robinson. But you come up there, you got Gifford in there. Right. Right. The play entry is good. Coming right off the hip. Nowhere for that running back to go. Boom, right up in there. And then, then you have everybody else overlapping it. So this is what you want as a as a defense, and this is what Tony White expects, right? Um, you're gonna know, you know, he's gonna give you an assignment where to go, you gotta go with it, and you gotta come violently. And and Deshaun Singleton, I think, has been probably the biggest surprise. I can't speak for Matt Rule, but biggest surprise essentially he went from a player that never played last year. Yep. And Matt Rule said he thought maybe you'd be a backup. When they say you're gonna be the two deep, that means you're gonna be the backup. And he's probably one of your best players right now from where he's came and then obviously he's been very consistent i mean look at it right here i mean he's he's like a total different player and uh he's always had the potential and athletic ability it's a credit to tony white and the, and the staff to giving him a, a legitimate chance and, a, and it's even more credit for him to uh taking advantage of the opportunity look he's done a lot of the little things that have led to success so you know whether it's evan cooper tony white matt rule combination and who else but look at this right here. Good eyes right here. He's not giving away his position in the run game, right? Um, coming mm -hmm. right down there, right off the edge. It's a, it's a really good play. This is something that we're, when you think about this, is what, you, what you can build on. And this is what you expect every time. Um, and the defense should be uh, proud of what they've done, but they can still play better, right? They can still be a little bit more violent and, and, and play with better leverage. But the safety play, I think, was excellent. And, um, you know, it's a credit to those two. To, you know, I think they battled some knickknack injuries last year, take advantage of the opportunity. You know, Miles Farmer was always always struggled ever since, you know, kind of getting in line with everybody. And uh, you know, they they've taken advantage of their opportunity, and that's what you expect. Now he's one of the guys that, you know, they depend on and look towards is to make plays. And now this uh final play that we will break down here, it's our cause and effect segment. And uh, this one is Omar Brown. Omar Brown, like I said before, had seven tackles. He had a team high five solo tackles, but then he also had that big interception uh, in the third quarter that gave the ball back to the deep, back to his offense, and the offense went on thirteen play drive, thirteen play drive, eighty yards, and finished it off with a Tristan Alvano twenty-seven yard touchdown. So this was a really big play for Nebraska's defense. They got that turnover, and Tony White loves turnovers. He was talking about he wants his uh, guys to get takeaways all the time, and this was a really, really, really good good play i feel from omar brown who looks like he reads the the um outbreaking route from receiver daniel jackson extremely well he flips his hips really smoothly and just like bursts and and goes to the sideline and picks this thing off from ethan kaliak manis yeah well omar brown came from northern iowa you knew that he was a pretty established player at where he yep. was at and uh definitely could play at this level and so 
this is what you expect. I know he's from Minneapolis. I've been knowing about him for quite some time. But look, he doesn't he doesn't pull the trigger per se and make this play if he doesn't practice the right way and have the confidence in his, in in himself to do the right thing. Right? He knows what he's doing. He knows when to take a chance. It comes from film study, right? And it comes from actually going out there practicing at this rate of speed and intensity, covering Nebraska receivers. And so it's great technique right here, right? It's one on one, right? He's he's look. He's in an off position. He's got a guard, you know, he's got a guard, a slot, and, and they very easily could have just took the easy ride out and let him catch it. But he sat on the route, didn't overextend himself. And then when he planted right there, and look, when he looked, he saw the quarterback going to, towards him. He had great coverage, right? He's in his hip pocket. And he knew by the, by the time that the quarterback decided to throw, he had ran the route for the receiver. So let's see, this, is a, this is a teaching tape one-on-one. It's a great play also. That your back's against the wall. Minnesota's thinking at least the, the worst case scenario, we're going to get three points. You take three points off the board for them and give them give Nebraska the ball back to go down in our chance in our chance or in our case get a field goal. So um, it's a, this is what happens. I mean, this is when you are a legitimate defensive player. You make plays, right? You compete. Um, you play tough. You know, it means something to you. And 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 you know, you got it's commendable for those two young kids to go out there and. Um, and you definitely exceed, you know, the normal expectations, but go out there and be, you know, more than a positive in the defense unit. I mean, you know, when a new defense comes in, there's a lot, maybe more drastic, drastic change, right? Coordinator and everything else, philosophy. Um, I felt like the communication was well. And, the, and, and not only those two, the two safeties, but look at John Bullock. He started the game off on that play action, kind of got flipped around. That's just a lack of experience that you always flip to the, to the slot. Trust me, I've been there. You flipped the wrong way, but that's why they do it, right? Um, but then after that, John, John Bullock took off. Uh, Luke Reimer started the game off, you know, great. Kind of led the way till John Bullock kind of got his, you know, sea legs underneath him. Um, the corners did okay job out there. I felt like they fell asleep a little bit later in the in the in the game, and they'll get better at that. The defense line held up better than I think I thought they would. And Cam Linhart came in there and 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 did his thing along with Blaze Gunnerson. So. You know, they, look, it's a step in the right direction. And like I said, anytime you hold a team to 13 points, you should win the game. Uh, but most, you know, most uh, importantly, they're taking the positives from this and going to run with it after, uh, you know, film study. But they got a big they got a big challenge coming up this week. Uh, going into the Lions Den, the defense is going to have to play. You know, the, they got their work cut out for them. Uh, but it's not a you know, insurmountable task, but they got to go back to work. They can't think like, oh, we play good. The offense didn't play good. We're better than them. Look, everybody's on one. Everybody made mistakes that affected the game. And ultimately, uh, you know, if they get, you know, and they had a couple of days extra to prepare, so that's an advantageous position. And so they got to come ready to go and uh, go up to Boulder and put out, pull out a victory. What are your uh, quick thoughts before we get out of here, Jay, of uh, Deion Sanders' debut? Shadur Sanders thrown for, I think it was 510 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, 80, completing 80% of his passes. Sean Lewis, the yeah. OC over there, was – uh, dialing it up on on the TCU defense. Just what are your uh, overall thoughts on Colorado and and the matchup that Nebraska has in front of it right now? Oh, I got your work cut out for you, man. I mean, they got four NFL receivers, NFL quarterback, and a running back that's uh you know going to fit in somewhere you know NFL or Canada. So I mean, they got skill positions, but I think the offensive line is probably the was the biggest surprise. Offensively, they are explosive. They will be good all year. Dion's a good coach. Um, I knew he was gonna. I knew he was gonna be a good coach because he knows football and he is uh, extremely focused and driven. And limited resources, he was good at Jackson State, and he's gonna try to do the same thing at Colorado. But 
you know, I, I would say this. I'll leave you with this. I would, if I was talking to the players, they'd listen. You know, you aren't playing against Deion Sanders or 22 of them, thankfully. You are playing the Colorado Buffaloes. Your main focus needs to be your one-on-one individual matchups, and then that leads to the group matchups. Go and try to win your matchups and your your decision-making matchups, and everything will be be a okay. It's going to be a tough sledding, man, just like Minnesota. Um, what they did last week is water underneath the bridge, and you got to represent. You know, you got to respect it. And the same thing with them towards Nebraska. But come eleven o'clock out there, or whatever the game is, uh, all that is under the under, you know. Just a side note, now you got to deal with us, uh, you know, face-to-face. As a former black shirt, what was it like playing the Colorado rivalry? Man, it was, I mean, it was crazy, man. It was intense. Uh, you know, I hate Colorado and uh, still do. <laughs> and, um, you know, they didn't like us. And, you know, we have respect for them, but I hate them. So, uh, you know, was, I mean, Colorado week in practice was a different type of week. It was not – I was not a nice person during the week. And that's because I knew what was ahead of us. And I look forward to it. But ultimately, as soon as that last game before it was over, it was on to Colorado. So hopefully these guys take that mindset and they go on and win. All right. Good stuff as always, Jay. Um, that was really fun. Let's do it again next week. And we will with the Huskers and Buffs. So for Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark. And that was a Blackshirt Breakdown Minnesota style. We'll catch you all later.